They just couldn't come up with their own cult ideas. Hello, pals and gals, and welcome to another episode of XOXO Riverdale. I'm Kate. I'm Louis. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! You always go first. But we interrupt like, each yeah, other. Like, I guess it's you my go time. For, you go first this time. It's 4:20. All the rules are different today. Ooh, baby! <laughs> Better. Uh, this is Louis Perlman, and we neither of us are high. Neither of us are high yet. Maybe we'll get high in the process of doing this podcast i was gonna order dominoes but i wasn't gonna get high i was just gonna order dominoes i think that's a great idea i support that 100 percent. thank you i was thinking of getting high and ordering a kale salad i shit you <laughs> not so we're both sort of doing one of one part of the holiday but not the other part if you put us together it's like a perfect 420 then we're a real stoner yeah yeah Great. So Riverdale is for stoners. Yeah. Who do you think is bla blazing in Riverdale behind the scenes that we don't know? Which character? Like which which character, which actor? Which character, for sure. Oh. That's secretly blazing? Yeah. Sweet pea. Definitely sweet pea. I I think Fred, right? In the garage sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. I think Fred's yeah. a stoner dad. But I don't think FP is. I don't think he is either. He's done with that stuff, man. And not just because he's sheriff. I, I don't think that stuff anymore, boy. <laughs> I think, like, Fred is just, like, a, like, also, like, he listens to fish while he does it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Definitely. That's what he's doing. 100%. I think we nailed it. Oh, love it. Well, any uh, uh, non-420 Riverdale news to talk about today? Um, most people have announced that they wrapped. So I think they have wrapped on the season. Yeah, which is, which is very exciting. It, the show has been renewed for season four, right? Yeah, it was renewed a while ago. That's what I thought. I just felt, I felt some of the verbiage about these few episodes have been weird where it makes it seem like there's not going to be any more episodes of the show i, mean, like, I feel like ras has been tweeting some like sort of confusing things about that yeah i think it could have to also do with luke not being there yes absolutely definitely yeah also kj appa's band with rob rocco is like going on tour oh get your tickets now they're playing in dc and like i can't decide you have to go i know but like i also wake up at 4 30 a.m and it's not i know maybe i have to go because i don't wake up at 4 30 a.m you know i put it in my calendar i feel like it was like maybe actually a friday but i had a regatta the next day or something oh like it's happening like soon oh like okay, going to okay it's on the 27th of april yes it's in a week <laughs> Yeah, Jesus. I have a regatta that day in Delaware. Oh my and god. The concert's at 9.30, so like I'll be back by then, but like I'll have woken up at like 5 a.m. 
and been oh my god this is the price of fandom. Are you going to go see KJ Apa and Rob Rako in their band? I know this thing, and then I have nothing on Sunday. Mm-hmm. You could have a little snooze and dream of KJ Apa into yeah. Sunday morning. I know. Anyway, that's very exciting news. Check their website for tour dates. What's their band called again? Legend. Oh, cool. Named after the Tim Curry, uh, Tom Cruise film. Excellent. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Undisputably. Undisputably. Cool. That's all I that's got. It? Yeah, that's, that's it? That's fine. Let's talk about this episode, Jawbreaker. Yeah, which was a movie from, I want to say, 1999. I didn't write down the year. Yeah, it's one of my um, friend's favorite movies, actually. My friend yeah. Bethany, who wants to be on the show, so maybe she can talk about it when she's on. But yeah. And the... Uh, the plot summary, I was like, oh, I bet this apply to, will apply to the episode. And then, like, it barely did. Mm -hmm. I guess, like, it kind of did. It's like a click, like, like prank kidnaps their friend and they put a jawbreaker in her mouth and she chokes to death. And then they, like, try to, like, weaken it, Bernie's it. Oh, well, that happens in this, in this episode. Yeah. I mean, in certain ways it does because... There are people foaming at the mouth. Yeah, and someone does choke on something. Mm -hmm. uh, what, you mean like the boxer when he chokes on his tongue? No, like Baby Teeth having the matches in his throat. That's right. Baby Teeth had the matches shoved down his throat. That's right. Excellent. Cool. Um, how do you feel about this episode overall before we get into brass tacks here? Um, I thought it was... Like do you like that brass tacks? I should start using that all the time on this podcast. You should. Yeah. I thought it was like fine. Yeah, I actually liked it. I thought it put our characters in some really bad situations. And I don't know how they're going to get out of them. Yeah, I thought that this, I like this episode was really uh, made things sort of raise the stakes and made things pretty dire for everybody. Yeah, so. it a lot of questions for me. Certainly, which I'm sure we'll get into more, like as we go through, right? Yeah, like I specific questions. Than I have been. Oh, interesting. Yeah. yeah. Well, I can't wait to delve into your notes. Let's let's get going. Opening. Baby feet is dead. Baby teeth is dead. No, baby feet. That's his name. Baby feet. <laughs> That's why they removed all his all his tiny feet. All his tiny feet. I can't believe I just called him baby feet. <laughs> there should be a character on the show now named Baby Feet. Yeah, but so Baby Teeth's real name was Brandon Morris. I didn't look it up. Was that something? Not that I know of. Not that I know of. Um, and then the police. It's an uh, American historian best known for his pioneering work in colonial American legal history and the early. They, do you think that's who they were going for? American? Oh, that's Richard Morris. Why? Did, why is that what came up when I? You know, don't worry. Okay, about it. fine. So no. <laughs> So, and then FP's like, I could really use your help with this one, son. Yeah. So, like, Jughead's like an official deputy of the police now. Yeah, like, last episode, he was, like, shunned by FP. Mm -hmm. And then now FP's like, I need you. And it's like, well. Yeah, like, be consistent, please. Also, ask another cop. Yeah, seriously. But, you know, or ask Jughead because he's so smart. Yeah. He's so SMRT smart. Mm -hmm. So then uh, we think it might be a copycat killer. Right, but then Jughead's like, or is the real Gargoyle King? Yeah, is it the real Gargoyle King doing this? Yeah. 
And then um, uh, we've got the next thing that stood out to me was Betty in the room with Edgar. Yeah. And so Edgar starts telling his story. His bullshit, yeah, religious story. story. And it starts with him, like, approaching a tree on a hill. And I thought we were going to shift from Scientology to Mormonism. Mm-hmm. And then we back off and then we get into, like, fun. I Because I don't want to shit on Mormonism. I mean, the fundamental, the FLDS, the fundamental Latter-day Saints. The yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I want to be clear to our listeners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The like under banner of heaven ones, it does like kind of go back into that, and so mm-hmm. I think that's interesting. Yeah, I mean, it's really just sort of a let's use everything to create this cult. Like yeah, the cult like, is definitely they just couldn't come up with their own cult ideas. Well, yeah, or more that it's like I think it's a, a pastiche. I don't blame them for that, you know, because there's okay. certain aspects to it that remind me a lot of um, Rajneeshi. You know, there's uh, aspects that definitely remind me of Scientology. Definitely some aspects in his story that remind me of Mormonism. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when we talk about cults versus religions, what is a cult versus a religion? A religion is just, uh, there's more followers, you know? Yeah. Yeah, man, blew your mind. Blew your I mind on 420. Of, like, availability to exit the... I would agree. Yeah, cults, cults. it's very hard to leave them. Yeah, where, like, I mean, for some people, religion is really hard to leave, but there's not, like, the consequences on a mass scale are not at... Yeah, they're not holding you hostage. Yeah. Yeah, yeah no, that's totally fair. That's like, totally you fair. Your family, but you're not going to, like, lose 800 friends. Well, yeah, I guess it really depends on where you are and how important your religion is to you. Yeah. Because there's a lot of Christian, you know, there's a lot of religions in uh, rural areas where you would lose everybody if you left them, you know? A lot of big churches. Yeah. Yeah, so, you know. If that's the religion or if that's just, like, the people being shitty. Yeah, and and they're a little, um... Yeah, absolutely. And and there uh the the lines are blurred between cults and religions in that case, you know? Yeah, anyway. Now we talked about that on this show because this show we've ended up talking about so many things we never thought we'd talk about on a Riverdale podcast, I feel. Yeah. Yeah, anyway. So, so everyone just needs to open themselves to the healing process is what we're saying. <laughs> Totally. Everybody needs to open themselves to the healing process. And also, Edgar's story is obviously just a giant crock of shit. Yeah, and then he's like, he works with like a, an elderly farmer, and it's like, did you even try? Yeah, exactly. Cool. And then Ar- we get, yeah. Archie's so, gonna coach everyone. Yeah, Archie and his gang of scamps. His little gang of scamps here. Yeah, and then like, it was very funny how Mad Dog showed up. Yes. To talk about the Gilded Gloves tournament. Yes, absolutely. How, to deliver some exposition to us. Yeah, how he's not just going to win because he wants to. He's going to do it for baby teeth. Yes, for baby feet. For baby feet. Do it for his little feet, his cute little feet. And then then we're, we're in the lounge. Did I skip ahead? We're in the, the students' no. lounge. Yeah, we are. I don't know. At what point my thing comes into play, but we are in the student lounge. I just, there was a sequence in the student lounge that I really enjoyed where 
they were asking Betty how her mom was. And she was like, my mom thinks she's talking to Charles. Mm-hmm. And then Archie and Jughead at the same time, like rolled their eyes. Yeah. And I was, it was such a good acting moment for the two of them. And I was also like, I love that like the two of them are like really hip to like what a crock of shit this is. Yeah. They're just like, we, we don't have any time for this. <laughs> like, I just, I, I, I find it very charming. Yeah. So my question, I can't believe they still let Cheryl do the announcements. Totally. Cheryl's just allowed to go on and on and ramble, ramble. Does she think she has her own podcast or something? I don't know. And then they have one of those iconic Holly slow walks, mm-hmm. which I, it reminds me, there was an SNL sketch, which you probably can't find because of copywriting music. Mm-hmm. That had Jeff Bridges and the song Bounce in California, where mm-hmm. like he was like a mad scientist, like trying to figure out why this one high, like hallway in the high school only acted in slow motion. <laughs> and for the, the rest of the high school was in real time. <laughs> so like cool kids would like enter the hallway it'd be really slow and like the song would play and like they'd have like a wind fan and then they'd like step out just like walk away and that's definitely what's going on in Riverdale yeah obviously yeah and they're all wearing but white, this like, is a creepy slow walk right and they're all wearing white like it featured the the farm the farmies yeah yeah and uh then we had this conversation between Betty and Tony. Okay, before we get to that. Sure. Betty decides that she's going to prove that Charles is dead. And my question is, why now and why not months ago? I mean, I think she's just sort of... My whole sort of interpretation of Betty's actions in this episode were that she's really learning a lot more about deprogramming. And how to do it because things have gotten worse. Yeah. So they've escalated. So she's trying to escalate as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's sort of like because the farm is becoming so much more powerful, she's reacting accordingly. But that's maybe me filling in plot gaps. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 yeah but that's sort of how I interpret all that. Yeah. And yeah. then now Tony comes in and holds Betty responsible for what's happening to Cheryl. Yeah. But the two of them have a good chat. And then they think of the completely crazy idea to show Cheryl the video of Jason being shot in the face. Yep. Which I wasn't into that. Didn't love it. Nope, didn't love it. But then Not Be- a nice thing to do to Cheryl. Not nice. Nope. And then Betty gets a nice phone call from Hal because he can just access the phone when he feels like it. And also, she's totally fine with just having a relationship with him. Yeah, there's a lot going on with Hal in this episode. Yeah, there's a lot going on with Hal that's like, what? <laughs> yeah, I have some questions about Hal later. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we get Veronica in the steam room. Yeah, which I thought was just, like, fine. I thought this scene was fun. I love that she just walked, waltzed into that steam room. Good for her. Okay. <laughs> um, and then we learn that they pulled out Baby Teeth's baby feet. Right, and it was the yeah. loss of blood that killed him. Yeah, and Dr. Curdle Jr. has a particularly good scene. Yes. I would start to argue that Dr. Curdle Jr. is becoming one of the best things about this show. Uh, I would absolutely agree. Yeah, I I love whenever he's in the show. Like, Baby Teeth died, and I was like, oh, does this mean we're going to get Dr. Curdle? Yeah, totally. I would love a Dr. Curdle Jr. spinoff show. Well, isn't that just the show Bones? 
No, because it doesn't feature a character named Dr. Colonel Jr. Okay. Also, Which I've is, never seen an episode of Bones. I just assume that's what Bones Yeah, assume that that's what Bones is like. Yeah, totally. Yeah, no one can dispute me on it. Um, so that was the whole opening. Well, and then oh, no, 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 no. Fox lodged in mm-hmm. his throat. And then Dr. Colonel is like, I don't think this is a, something a human could do. Which I can't believe this is the worst thing Dr. Colonel has seen. Well, remember, this is Dr. Curdle Jr. Right, so he hasn't been on the job for that long. No, he's only been on the job for the, this year. Well, So this is the worst thing that Dr. Curdle Jr. has seen, but his father, Dr. Curdle Sr., right. who speaks to Dr. Curdle Jr. from beyond the grave. Right, well, because, yeah, because didn't Dr. Curdle Jr. inherit Jason's case? Yes. Yeah, okay. No, 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 no. that was Dr. Curdle. This is this character is a season three character, Doctor Curdle Jr. Right, but he inherited Jason's case from his dad, Doctor Curdle. Yeah. Well, do they deal with Jason's case at all this season? Doctor Curdle Jr. showed up in season two. Oh, okay. He's a season two guy. Okay. Yeah. Well, cool. Yes. Yeah, so but he inherited Jason's seen, case. We've never seen Curdle Senior. Yeah, just Curdle Junior. Right. So we don't actually know that Curdle Senior is dead. He's just, like, retired. I would believe Curdle Sr. is dead and is a ghost that is constantly screaming at Dr. Curdle Jr. all the time. <laughs> and it's just, like, like that, like, thick New York Jewish accent. Why don't you cut this toe differently? Yes. Yeah, yeah just, like, he's, like, a nagging ghost. He's not, yeah. like, a mean one. Look at the lungs first. Don't forget the lungs. <laughs> and he's like, Father, please. Yeah. Anyway. And yeah, that's the opening. That's the opening. Uh, after the act break, we're at the brothel. Yeah, Baby Teeth had gone to the Maple Club, and then I don't remember what happens, and then there's just, like, a kerfuffle. Well, what happens is that, uh, is that there's one of the dudes is foaming at the mouth. Yeah, he's... And so Fizzle Rocks is basically now turning people into zombies, rabid they're rabid rabid they're rabid which is a big problem and at this point and i love this i thought this was great penelope blossom says what on eve's earth which is a great thing for her to be saying yeah that um yeah and then hal is in jail and there's an old school tv behind betty why we don't know where are you okay Uh, how jail. You skipped something I really loved. Okay, great. Go for it. The the R.I.V.W. fluff piece. That's right. (laughs) So this is the first time we've ever gotten to see Alice report. Right. And this she's a very good reporter. There should be much more of this on the show. And by that, by that, I'm being a little sarcastic. Yeah, this is a really awful fluff piece that then turns into like a WWD hype video that like lands flat. Yeah. Like, I, like, this is usually, like, when they, like, use their catchphrases and, like, start, like, hyping up and Archie was just like, we're gonna win. Well, it's because it's Archie who's a bit of a doof. Yep. And then we get to Hal. Mm-hmm. And one of my favorite lines in this episode happens, which he says that Alice is throwing down the gauntlet, which is filing for divorce. Yes. Which is like she should have done that months ago. That's yeah. 
not throwing down the gauntlet to file for divorce from someone in jail for murder. Like, that's just, like, what you do. Yeah, exactly. You move on with your life. You try to rebuild, which Alice is trying to do. Yeah. And then we get back to the gym. Right. And this, a weight class. Yeah, this boxing stuff doesn't totally interest me. No, and we're going to talk about the weight in a situation <laughs> in, like, a minute or two. Because yeah. I know how much I weigh. Yeah, I weigh the same amount as Archie, and I'm a little man. I weigh more than Archie. Oh my gosh, Kate. You better go on a die-die. I know. No, you don't. You need to go on a diet. They just grossly underestimated how much he weighs. Yeah, I think KJ Apa weighs like a solid like 160, 165. With his... How tall do you think he is? Well, when I met him, I think he's like... Five six, five seven. That's way shorter than I thought. Oh yeah, he's not super tall, but he's not—he's like not super. Huh? I thought five, he was eight, five, like five nine or five ten. Yeah, he's like he's like a fairly normal height. Okay, five seven is kind of short. Okay, so yeah, maybe like five nine, five ten. So I would put him at like one seventy with all that muscle, at least. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that was all a little weird to me. Yeah. Anyway. I've had like 30 people email me their weight this week so I'm like really on top of yeah, it yeah you're into weight yeah I just I just cold email people <laughs> you're like what's your weight I need to know I had to email the team because we have to also why why did he flex after he was weighed we're not even there yet but that's just like a thing people do oh well because they before shouldn't that, before that, shouldn't do that Carol has to tell Tony that the video is fake <laughs> and that she has hugged Jason, which I think is a development. Yes, that is a development. We didn't know that they were touching the dead. Yeah. And I do like this recurring theme throughout the entire episode is sort of, I feel like the dead coming back to life sort of runs concurrent with the fact that like all of these people are foaming at the mouth and behaving very zombie-like. Mm-hmm. It's like the barrier between the living and the dead is getting really malleable in Riverdale right now. You know what I mean? Yeah, which I think is kind of cool. So this is where we get back into FLDS, which is like Alice is maybe a sister wife? Yeah, we're figure- trying to figure that out. Yeah. But also that's assuming that there are other women like Alice's age at the farm. Because we've only seen kids. No, we've seen other women. Have we? Yes, uh, at meetings and stuff, there's been women that are Alice's age. Okay. So that totally supports your sister wife uh, yeah. idea, though. Yeah. So here's a question I have. Mm-hmm. So she brings Alice to Charles's, quote, tombstone. Mm-hmm. And at the top of the tomb, it says 845. What? Like that can't. That's not a. That's not a birthday. That's not a. Oh, year. like why would there be a number? Three. A yeah. Three-digit number. No, no, I don't. I mean, that's. It's like sort of like an unmarked grave, but it was a marked grave. Yeah, like it has name. Yeah, his <laughs> name was Charles. That's the area code of my hometown, which is why it's throwing me off too. But like, why? Like, that's not a. Like, you can't be born on August forty-fifth. Like, what is? No, it doesn't make, it, you're right, it doesn't make sense. It's like some sort of like weird like marker that doesn't really make sense. Yeah. And then. Betty Chloroforms Alice. 
Betty chloroforms Alice and decides to start deprogramming her in Dilton's old bunker. Yeah, but first we get a platter of burgers. Oh, I yes, and Archie says, I feel like Jughead. I loved it. I'm sorry, no. I'm sorry, Archie, you don't feel like Jughead. Because this Jughead on this show apparently is never seen eating a burger. You couldn't get a burger in a Jughead's yeah, hands. Yeah, he was never eating this episode, but he was not eating a burger. He was eating spicy tortilla chips. Yes, which I get, but get yeah. that boy a burger. I know. Make my dreams come true here. And then this is the part where, like, I can't believe Archie weighs 154. Like, Yeah, totally. Actually, I weigh a little less than that. Because I was thinking in my head 145, but 154 I do weigh less than. No, it doesn't make any sense. But it still doesn't make, yeah, I still don't. That means Archie weighs four pounds more than me. Yeah. I'm a tiny, I'm a tiny, beautiful man. I don't believe that that much muscle. Or I guess that's not right. I weigh 140. So sometimes I weigh 144. But he's taller than me and more muscular. So he should weigh more than me. Yeah, totally. Anyway. I'm not like a fatty. So then, no, neither of us are fat. Just for our listeners, we're not fat people. No, we're actually really pretty and skinny. We're gorgeous. That's why we have a podcast. We both wear extra smalls and size zero. We wear extra small size zeros and we have perfect skin. Yes. Yes. Anyway. So. Um, Alice then, makes a bunker and she's handcuffed. Yes. And then Betty's going through these photos with Alice. And I thought this was a very good scene. Yeah. I loved the way this was played and paced. I thought this was one of the stronger scenes this entire season and by two stellar actresses. Mm-hmm. Just good stuff here. Yeah. Remember so, who you are. So this is also, I think that's like kind of after the apt break. Alice yeah, yeah. thanks uh, the farm for getting her to the point where she got an on-air reporting job. Yes. Very very Scientology. Absolutely. Get people a little jobby job in the entertainment industry. Yep. And then we get a cheerleader slamming her head against a locker. Yeah. Zombie cheerleader. Which I couldn't decide if I wanted to compare this to The Happening or to Bird Box. Maybe a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. Yeah. Yeah. And then. And then Jughead says, get her to the infirmary. Yeah. Yeah. I, I hope the, the nurse of the infirmary is going to be able to help with this. I hope Florence Nightingale at the infirmary. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, and then they talked about, you know, this new fizzle rock psychosis. And they thought maybe the fizzle rocks are being cut with bath salts. Yeah. Which is, I'm, you know, so this is like sort of real world issues bleeding into Riverdale issues, Mm -hmm. which I think is interesting. Yeah. So there's this thing. So when Evelyn sneaks up on Tony in the bathroom, Tony never dries her hands. (laughs) And then like she turns and she like grabs her purse. But like if her hands are wet, like, like they're, they're just not wet anymore. Like she just, yeah, they're gone. But I did like the scene between Evelyn and Tony. I thought that Tony was really fun in this scene. I liked it a lot. Yeah, ruin her, bitch. I love her. Yeah, yeah, seriously. Um, And then go back to Alice at the bunker. And she's burning the photos. You're way ahead. Yep, no, that's it. That's all that happened. No, 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 totally. We missed Um, that whole scene with Jellybean and Richie. And even before that, this is when uh, Mad Dog gives Archie the... Fizzle Rocks 
Oh, that's right. And Archie says, I don't take that stuff. But then he, like, holds on to it. Yes, yes, he does. And then we get the scene of Jellybean with Ricky and an awful hat. Oh, Jellybean's in a great hat. I don't know what you're talking about. I think she bought it at Six Flags. I think it looks very nice on her. I think the fake ears are the worst part. Well, I guess we'll just have to agree to disagree, because I'm wearing that hat later tonight going out. For the listeners at home, Louie's wearing that hat. I'm wearing three of those hats stacked on each other. (laughs) So how do they meet each other? I don't know. Yeah, that's never really explained. Yeah, yeah, and uh, Richie's going to take her down a bad path. Ricky. Yeah, it's totally Ricky. I don't know why I keep calling him Richie. Ricky and Richie and baby feet. Go through yeah, Richie and baby feet running around. And good old <laughs> jellyface. Yeah. So you find out that uh, Kurtz is the one dealing the bad fizzle rock, which like, mm-hmm. duh. Like, mm-hmm. like, yeah, of course he is. Yeah, and then like, Alice duh. pictures. Then Alice is burning the photos. That's right. And then it's an act break. Mm-hmm. And then we have a wonderful scene. With With Betty and Evelyn. Yeah. Where Betty threatens to kill Evelyn. Yeah, well, Alice missed her bed check because they do bed checks on adults. Yeah, which is a bad, a bad, a bad thing. Yeah. And then um, Evelyn is like, we have copies of the tapes. And then the the camera angle on Betty is just like so bad. (laughs) It's like so unflattering. Mm, I liked it, though, because it made Betty look scary. I just felt really bad for her. <laughs> anyway. She tries but, to, like, seduce Cheryl out of the farm. Mm-hmm. And it was a sexy little minute-long lesbian scene. Yep. And then uh, there's this weird training montage. Yep, with Archie and the gang, which Couple we don't things. really care about. Couple things put their t-shirts on over their sweatshirts. Yep. And then they- Bad for sweating, bad for sweating. And then they fist bumped a grave. That's right, they fist bumped the grave. That was great. You know, they should have, um, they should have all foot bumped the grave for baby poor feet. For baby feet. Yes, for poor baby feet. <laughs> they should have all just kicked it. Yeah, kicked the grave. Yep. Um. So, we, so Betty is listening to the tapes. Yes. And Alice says she's afraid of Betty, which I don't believe. I don't believe either. And here's another question. Why do they use analog tapes and not just like an MP3 recorder? Yeah, seriously. <laughs> Wouldn't that make it easier yeah, like to keep the tapes? Storage, like... Yeah. Uh, totally agreed. Totally agreed on that one. Yeah. Um yeah, yeah, like and like Betty's not a real serial killer. No. Like we know this. Yeah. So we don't really know what's going on here. Yeah. Uh, and that's the next act break. Betty is sad that her mother is just so scared of her. Yeah. So then we get back. Uh-huh. And what I think is notable is like Betty's like kind of giving up on her mother. Yeah, well, before that, we find out that the yeah. dad, like never showed up to something. Yes, yes. But then now he is going to show up, and it's his job place is Archie's gym. 
Yes. Yes, uh, which is bad. Archie should maybe have people run the gym that can really look after it and make sure that those sorts of things don't happen there. They have some, like, perimeter cameras. Yeah, they don't have any perimeter cameras, right? I doubt it. I mean, that gym was a shithole when Archie got it from Hiram, so. Yeah, and you know that Archie didn't think to spend the $20 on Amazon on, like, a perimeter camera. I don't think Archie would do that, no. Uh, um, so I wrote that I think Chad Michael Murray is actually doing a decent job in this role. Uh, who does he play again? As, as, oh, Edgar. Yeah, yeah, Chad Michael Murray. Sorry. Oh, yeah. I'm loving him in this role. I feel like I expected him to be garbage. It's hard to get a read on what he's doing, like what the character's motivations are. And I think that's what you need for the character. Yeah. and then I'm I, really enjoying it. Yeah. I'm enjoying him on this show. Yeah. And then I zoned out really hard. Why? I don't know. I just don't know what they talked about. Oh, what they basically talked about was just that, like, was that, you know, he, like, basically convinced Betty that this is the way that, you know, that she was, that Alice was trying to move on. Mm -hmm. So then Betty basically gave up on her mother. But Betty said to her mother, when she gives up on her, says, I wish that you would have done this with a therapist. And yeah. I'm like, yum, yum, yum. Yes, thank you for saying that on the show. Any time we can get a little shout out to like good mental health professionals on this show specifically. Yeah. It targets so many young people and is also about mental health in so many sort of underlying ways. I like it when they say shit like that on the show. Absolutely. That's all. Just wanted to highlight that. Yeah. Um, there's this scene between Veronica and Archie. Yes, where we think they're going to kiss. Right. So Veronica gives Archie like a little outfit. Of course, because he's a kept man. Pop, sponsored by Pops. Yeah. Um, Archie's hair is insane. <laughs> Agreed. Like, it, it, he just needs a haircut. Like, if he's not going to get a haircut, he has to choose a different style. Yes, that's fair. Um, now that, yeah, Veronica should have su suggested that to him. Yeah, he just needs to, like, push it back just, like, a little more. Yeah, agreed. Of, like, straight up, like, something <laughs> about Mary. Fred is like, son, I think you're flying too close to the sun. And then yeah. Like, and then he went back to the garage to listen yeah. to Flying Too Close to the Sun by Fish. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> is that a real fish song? No, but, like, maybe. <laughs> I mean, it sounds like a real fish song, right? Yeah, I know the name of no fish songs, but I think they, well, they're also a jam band, so they technically have, like, thousands of songs. They have a lot of songs. We could have my cousin Jenny on the show, who's a major fish fan and a big Riverdale fan, to talk I, about Fish's relationship to Riverdale. If she can connect the two, I'm into it, but I don't want to just hear about fish. Yeah, this isn't a fish podcast. She already does those from time to time. This is a Riverdale I, podcast. The only fish podcast I ever listened to was that one that Harris Whittles was doing with Scott Ackerman. And oh, sure. Then, even then, I could, like, barely do it. But that being said... Shout out to my cousin Jenny, who sometimes listens to XOX or Riverdale, and I love her so much. She's wonderful. Love you. Yes. Not, love you. <laughs> Not fish. Um, <laughs> you don't love fish. Jenny does. Anyway. Yeah. Um, so Evelyn says that Cheryl has to pick between Jason or Tony. Yes, that's right. And then Tony, good performance from Tony, 
she's like, isn't there another way that we could work this out? Yeah. And, and Tony's then, crying and it's very upsetting. Yeah. And then, and oh my God, like don't break walk. up a good thing. Yeah, this, walk, Tony joins the farm where we think that they've gotten Tony's clutches. Yeah. But, but then Tony is a sleeper agent for what? Betty. Oh, I hope Tony stays as a sleeper agent. Hi, huh, Sagan. I hope she stays sleeper agent because, like, Cheryl was supposed to be in the joint, but I think, I think Tony has it in order to stay out. Yes, and during the slow mo walk, I just want to say, and this was for my roommate, and I agree. Kevin looked like such a doof. It was like the only yes, yes. Kevin I, looked was, awful. Like the only time we saw Kevin this episode, and I was like, what the fuck. Yeah, Kevin needs to be deprogrammed first. Because yeah. I'm not here for him being part of the farm. Also, I really hate Fangs' sweatshirt. Totally. He only Fangs, has one Fangs and Kevin are not looking good. No. So they stop Kurtz, and he's, like, real smurfy about it. And I'm like, oh, boy. Yeah, yeah, totally. He's really into it. And then this is where I noticed, like, this episode has so much more Tom than Kevin. Yo, yeah, this is more of a Tom episode than a Kevin episode, definitely. Yeah, and then we see Josie for the first time in, like, six episodes, and she's in there for, like, ten seconds. Absolutely, and she says, I gotta get out of this town. Yep. <laughs> Which definitely highlights, like, it's foreshadowing for her spinoff. Yeah, <laughs> and then, okay, and then Elio gives the guy CG water, mm -hmm. and the guy he gives it to, like, doesn't even try to not sound Canadian. He sounded so Vancouver. I am so glad you brought that up because I noticed that the most. It was so much. And the actor playing Elio, I thought, sounded a little Vancouver in the scene as well. Well, it's hard when like you're talking to someone with such a thick accent for it not to rub off a little. Yeah, that that boxer actor was like, oh, okay, I'll drink it for you. Eh? <laughs> like, like it was amazing. Elio usually does like a like I don't notice it, but like this guy just like he was so Canadian in that scene that it made me homesick. It was like Bob and Doug McKenzie level. Yeah, it was it was wonderful. It was marvelous. <laughs> it was so much. And then we have an act break. Mm -hmm. Um Betty asks Hal to sign the divorce papers. And then Hal wants a favor from Betty. Yeah, and that favorite. Who like wants to come home? Well, guess what? You were a serial killer, <laughs> so you can't come home. Yeah, I don't think Betty's testimony is going to be what gets him out. Yeah, like, did Ted Bundy go home? Yeah. Did Manson go home? No. No. Hal Cooper, you can't go home, honey. Did the Zodiac Killer go home? Yes. He did? We assume he did. We don't know who he is. So oh, that's fair. Every night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he still goes home. Yeah, the Zodiac Killer's at home right now. I forgot that he's still out there. Yeah. Just things to think about on 420. Zodiac Killer's still out there. Yep. Here's a question. Is Tom worried about Kevin joining the farm? No, Tom seems fine with it. Does Tom realize that Kevin has joined the farm? Um, that I don't know. We haven't seen a scene with them yet. Yeah, I feel like Tom is just, like, really all in on Archie right now. Yeah, it's like Archie's his new son. Yeah, like and he's Archie's got a perfectly good gay son Tom. already. Yeah, I don't... Anyway, and then Archie knocks the guy out. 
then Archie knocks the guy out and he dies. Yeah, he does he's, not wake up. He's dead. He dies because yes. he was on Las Drogas. Yes. And then we learn that Jellybean has been kidnapped. Yes. And they have and to it's save time, the little princess. Time to start the ultimate quest. Yes. And I hope it is the ultimate quest because this season I'm, is growing somewhat tiresome for me. I am done with it. Yeah. However, that being said, I did like this episode and I thought it was fun and I liked it more than you did. I thought it was cool. Yeah. Yeah. I thought this was one of the better episodes of the season. Okay. All right. So who was on your power list? Let's do power list first. Um, I was kind of confused when I was making my power list. That's fair. I put Betty and then Jughead mm -hmm. and then Kurtz and then Edgar and then Hal Sure. And Alice, mm -hmm. but then at the top was Vegas. Well, the only thing that's not confusing about that is that Vegas is at the top. Right. I only have, I cheated this, this week for my power list. Uh-huh. Number one on my power list is the farm. Okay. And number two is the gargoyles. Because this was definitely the episode where the status quo shifted and these two organizations very much get the upper hand on all the other characters. Okay, so Louis, you're a huge cheat and I'm pissed about it. Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I certainly I didn't mean to make you angry. Huh? Accept your apology. Okay, good. Thank you. Because I certainly didn't mean to make you angry. <laughs> but at the top of my list is hot dogs, so. Okay. So Who we're fine with that. List? Number one, Betty. Okay. Number two, Archie in uh -huh. his little shorts. Okay. Number three, Reporter Alice. <laughs> but only Reporter version? Definitely Reporter Alice. Okay, so my list was... So Tom was at the top. Sure. Because he's kind of becoming the new moose. For you? Yeah. I feel like there's someone else between you and I that's actually more becoming the new moose than they weren't in this episode, so I can't Sweet remember Pete? who it is. Yeah. Yes. Definitely. Yes. And he was not in this episode, and I'm very yeah. upset about it. Um, so Tom, and then I put Jughead. Sure, he, he was looking good lot. this episode. I was thinking of putting Jughead on my list. He doesn't make my list a lot, but he did this episode. And then, yeah, Archie. Yeah, and his little shorts and his bare scar. Yeah. yeah. All right, so, so next, next episode. Episode 54, Fear the Reaper. Come on, baby. Don't fear the Reaper. Great song by Fish. <laughs> yes, it's, it's the most famous Fish song. Mm -hmm. Don't fear the Reaper. Um, let me see if it is a movie and not just a song. And it's going to be very... <laughs> Sorry, people also ask, is there really cowbell in Don't Fear the Reaper? And there is. Yeah, there is. There's a lot of it. Yes. There's a reason they picked that song for the sketch. Yeah. Um, wait, so let me do Fear the Reaper IMDb. Oh, there is a movie. Cool. What's it about? It's from 2004. A, a killer is stalking the people of Luna Pier and only one person knows what's going on. Or maybe she just thinks she does. Oh, interesting. So I wonder if we're going to end up getting like sort of, you know... It's Riverdale, so maybe what we think is happening isn't what's actually happening. Yeah, it feels to me like Betty thinks she figures it out, but she didn't. Yeah, this might be a false ending. 
mm-hmm. on the road to the ending ending because there's only a few episodes left this season now. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, but next week it's going to be a whole new episode of Riverdale. Yeah. And then a whole new episode of XOXO Riverdale. Yep. <laughs> All right. Well, pals and gals, it's been wonderful. Follow us on social media. Yes. Thank you to Angie Mercado. Yeah, Angie Mercado, you're such a great editor. And thank you to our uh, theme song writer, Louis Aronowitz. Well, I want to say I started listening to another podcast that Louis also did the theme song for. Oh, cool. What th- what podcast is it? It is called, let me double check the title. It is hosted by Joey Price and Brady Callahan. It is called The Bean Ball. It is about baseball. Oh, cool. Yeah, awesome. I listened to like an episode and a half and I liked it. I just didn't finish oh, it. Yeah. Louis Aronowitz, king of the theme songs. Yeah. All right, everybody. I'm Louis Perlman. I keep better. And this has been XOXO Riverdale. See you soon. <laughs>